Hello and welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. We are here to showcase for you one of the people who are standing up. In fact, not only one of the people, one of the people who started an organization to represent thousands in her industry uh, in order to push back. And that industry is the airline industry. Believe it or not, the airline industry is standing up. Specifically, this captain, Mrs. Sherry Walker, who is has been a pilot for 30 years, a captain for 20 years, um, is fighting back. And she's fighting back for a group of 2,000 other airline workers. She is the co-founder of Airline Employees for Health Freedom. And uh, we're going to talk to her right now, so you're going to want to stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Sherry Walker, good to be with you. Thank you. Nice to be here. It is a real privilege for me to talk to you because in this day and age, you've been called to be one of the heroes. You are a person who is standing up for freedom, for the rights of so many people. It's unbelievable that there's 2,000 people in this lawsuit. Tell us about it, if you will, and what was your uh, um, inspiration in, uh, in beginning this? Well, first of all, thank you. I don't consider myself a hero. I consider myself a humble servant. Um, United Airlines, in, on August 6th, instituted a mandate for vaccinations for all workers, zero exception. Fortunately, Title VII of the U.S. Civil Rights um, Code affords people the opportunity, if they choose, to exercise their faith-based um, uh, entitlement to a reasonable accommodation. The process at United Airlines was onerous and potentially not legal, depending on how that turns out in court. So together we banded, uh, we started the first night, I think we had 184 people, which by a Friday night, by Sunday, Monday morning, we had 600 and change. And today we have approaching 4,000 members of which um, 2,000 have joined on to our lawsuit, which we filed in the Fifth Circuit in Texas to stand up for our religious freedoms. Absolutely amazing. And we've seen it in a lot of industries right now. Uh, a lot of people are sort of intimidated to stand up. They're, they're taking early retirements or, or some of them are just saying, oh, I'm throwing in the towel and just quitting and trying to do something else. What's, what's your message to them? You've, you've been an inspiration to so many already. That inspiration needs to spread. What's, what's your message to them? Well, our first message is you're not alone. We have a program, we call it your battle buddy. So everybody found, our prayer warriors found uh, somebody who needed a shoulder to lean on. And we keep a telegram chat, which is so motivational. If somebody's um, maybe waning or, or struggling a little bit, they'll put in the chat that I need, I need a prayer, I need a help. And somebody will, will take them aside and put an arm around them. So usually when I fly airplanes, I'm up at the top in the pointy end of the jet. And I don't get a lot of interaction with those folks who gently put the bags in, in the cargo holds and, and the folks that turn the wrenches. And what we found is it doesn't matter what department you're in across any industry, you can find similar believing faith-based people and you stand together strong. So in the name of the Father, we are... We are standing here today to say no more. You cannot tread on our faith. We have constitutional rights. Absolutely amazing. It is, it's quite interesting too that 
a lot of the people that are coming out to defend freedom, to fight back against the basically, it's like a juggernaut of the mainstream media, in, in addition to coercive government, they actually are finding the strength to, to do so with their faith. Absolutely. You know, the reason I believe um, my history lessons teach me that we actually um, founded America was so that we could have the right to pray to the God of our choice in the manner in which we see fit. And that's the very foundation of our nation. And I believe it's under attack. I have a 16 year old son. And people ask me all day, well, why are you doing this? Why are you dedicating 24 hours a day to this? And I said, because I don't want him to look back at me in 10 years and say, mom, you had a chance to stand up for me and my rights. So I'm going to fix and you didn't fix it. So I'm going to try my best to fix it today so that he can live a faithful life as well as his children. You have a storied career. You have an airline pilot is, and particularly a captain is, is something that's revered by so many. It's something that people work towards and, and sort of idealize. There's movies made about it and so on. And some people would say, you are just throwing away all of that prestige, what are you doing? There's something bigger than all that. I look at it like this. 20 years ago, this nation was under attack, specifically the airlines, and the nation rose to our defense. So for 20 years, I have thought to myself, how do I ever repay that? Our industry recovered. Our city was rebuilt. Unfortunately, we lost a lot of people in a war, and we've seen how that's turned out most recently. But it dawned on me when this mandate started coming down and the attacks on our faith that perhaps maybe it was time for the airline industry to step up and pay back the nation. So if restoring our faith comes through those of us in this industry who are under attack right now, and I know many in other industries are as well, but if we can pay back to the nation that debt, we can, we'll succeed in, in this manner, I believe. So we'll set case law that will um, hopefully protect those in many other industries. It's an amazing thing that this is coming from the people. Apart from a few very notable exceptions, much of the religious leadership, even in the Christian churches, has not only given way to this pressure, but is actually sort of piling on with it, encouraging this nonsense, even though it flies in the face of conscientious objection, which all you know, true religions regard as sacrosanct. Um, what do you make of that? And uh, what's your message to religious leadership? I'm not really sure. We look several hundred years later at, at Martin Luther as, a, for example, uh, as an activist um, on which my faith was founded. And I wonder where they are today. You know, we have so many people out there yearning for leadership, and yet the the faith organizations, are they no different or no better than the corporate world? I don't know. And, and so I am revered by the law firm that we selected, Shar Jaffe, a leader in religious uh, liberties. They helped the California pastor open his church. So if we have to even go around organized faith to to still um, defend our beliefs, then that's what we will do. So we will take, just like we'll take the nation back, we'll take back our churches too. So maybe there's a warning out there for them to come on board and start defending those of us who, uh, who really want to worship our God in our way. We at LifeSite News are doing a life funder uh, for you, for your case. Um, tell us a little bit about the details of your case. Uh, when is it? What's going on with it? We actually filed our complaint on the 20th of September 
On the 21st, we um, applied for a temporary restraining order. The basis of the case right now, obviously, um, we are looking at the abusive and collusive nature, retaliatory, et cetera. But at the bottom line is the airline has said absolutely no one without a vaccination will fly their airplanes. So their reasonable accommodation has been an offer of unpaid indefinite leave. Hmm. That basically amounts to self-furlough, you know, or, or, or career-ending decision. Um, that doesn't seem very reasonable. So um, we went to court on the 24th of uh, September. And in lieu of a temporary restraining order, the airline offered us um, two weeks uh, status quo. Um, of course, within 12 hours of that agreement, they reneged on that. So eventually we ended up, uh, the, the judge granted us the temporary restraining order without application. So we had a hearing on a preliminary injunction. Was that uh, a week ago, yesterday and today? Um, I'm, I'm lost. I know days of the week. I don't remember the numbers. It's been so so nonstop. But um, that preliminary injunction hearing was left left us with a really good feeling. And then there was one last question in the judge's mind. So we filed for um, our answer to his question. In fact, his question was, through all of this in your reasonable accommodation process with your employer, where are your unions? And we, of course, asked the same question. So that was one he wanted an answer to and he didn't get. And then yesterday morning, um, the judge decided that he would force one day of mediation. So next Tuesday, we will be in Fort Worth in a day of mediation, although the company has made an offer to us um, that has been summarily denied, which was unpaid indefinite leave. And we'll look at it again in six months. So we, we really got nowhere. But, but we're headed into mediation, a very expensive uh, process. But we will continue as the good Christian soldiers we are plugging forward. We don't believe in illegal job actions or anything like that. We're just going to put our heads down, believe in our faith follow the law, go through the process, and believe that Judge Pittman in the end will do the right thing for us. And you might be called to go on to higher courts, who knows? But uh, we at LifeSite are going to commit to a couple of things. One, to uh, praying for you and the success of your case, but also uh, to those of us who can. Let's, uh, let's try and make a contribution. Go to lifefunder.com and look up the support for the lawsuit that Sherry and her companions are launching against United. And uh, we really do pray that this works out well. You're an inspiration to us here and to the many who need to stand up. Thank you for pushing back. Thank you. May God bless you, Sherry, all of your colleagues who are with you in this. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time on the John Henry Weston Show. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, 
I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.